0: to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachoven, who will be on the postgame show tonight following Nebraska-Idaho State. So check out DP and Jake. And then uh, tomorrow, Connor and Jake after the game. Uh, 2.30 game, show. I'm guessing you'll be hitting the air. At about uh, six, somewhere yeah, in that neighborhood. That's right. Uh, that's about right. And hopefully talking about a Nebraska victory. That'd be good. And the pregame show is going to be largely dominated by Tom and Bach and DP. That's right. Uh, so it's all Tom, Bach, and DP all the time. Uh, so that, <laughs> <laughs> at least tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and tonight, uh, kind of. Uh, let's uh, talk to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Hey, Evan, how you doing?
1: Hey, Tom. Doing well. How's it going?
0: You haven't caught a cold, have you? I I've, I've uh, been dealing with crap. <laughs> you
1: no. know, I've had there's been a bug that's gone through my entire family of the stomach variety no. and I'm the last holdout. No. So, no. going away on a trip this weekend and I'm hoping it uh it keeps me, you know, um, on the healthy end, but I, I suppose we'll find out.
0: Well, you have the strength of 10 men, so I'm sure you'll be uh, fine. Uh, Evan Bland <laughs> headed to Madison, Wisconsin uh, for the Nebraska-Wisconsin game. And we'll get to that uh, here in just a few moments. But I do want to mention some of the stuff that Scott Frost talked about last night on his coach's show. Uh, obviously dealing with a lot uh, he had his play sheet apparently in hand last night during the interview. Uh, of course, four new coaches who probably will not be a part of the new staff. But he said something uh, regarding recruiting uh, that I thought was interesting, saying that, uh, and you cover recruiting for the Omaha World, Herald, that no longer does he see a, a normal 25-man recruiting class, that maybe you build your team similar to what Michigan State has done through the transfer portal. Do you see that happening
1: with Nebraska? Yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of what they do this year for sure. And, of course, this year it's exacerbated by the fact that Nebraska's got about two dozen junior-eligible players because of the free COVID year. They'll have to make decisions too. So even if Nebraska had wanted to go the traditional high school recruiting route this year, it really couldn't because it doesn't know – what those guys will decide i mean specific to adrian martinez he said yeah we've had discussions for a long time we'll continue to have those discussions about whether he'll be back in 2022 but you can't uh you know fill out a roster you don't even know what your numbers are until a lot of those guys decide hey i'm transferring hey i'm going pro or uh they decide that they'll be coming back next year so that's part of it and then i thought he made a good point too that you know when when Scott Frost came to Lincoln in December, 2017, the transfer portal didn't exist. The rules at the time were still, if you're going to transfer, you have to sit out for a year. If you're going to leave the program and go somewhere else, you have to get a written release from the school. I mean, that's, that feels like ancient history now, but that was just four years ago. And so, I mean, when you talk about what the pressure is going to be under Scott Frost in year five, coming off of four straight losing seasons, needing to turn some things around quickly you don't have the luxury of going high school heavy and developing guys over two or three years. You have to bring in somebody who's sort of ready-made the way that maybe Samori Touré was out of the FCS level this year to leading Nebraska uh, in receiving or whatever it might be. Um, you're going to need those, those quick fix sort of answers. Um, and the hope is that a lot of these single digit losses, which Nebraska has seven to this point can flip Um you know, as as the, the existing players continue to improve, and as they maybe bring in a piece or two, I think specialists is another obvious one. Quarterback, who knows how that'll go? But yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a frenzied sort of December. That's I think uh, going to be the start of a totally different sort of uh, maybe rhythm for how we view college football recruiting going forward.
0: Well, it's going to be all about evaluation, right? Getting the right guys. Uh, But it it was an interesting comment for me that for the rest of time in college football, it's going to be not the basic twenty-five man recruiting class. It's going to be you know maybe a free agent, a mix of free agents and the high school ranks. Uh, On the wish list, I know we've discussed this before. Where's Nebraska going first? I mean, what what are the first five picks out of the transfer portal? What position groups?
1: Yeah, yes. I mean that's a good way to put it. First five picks, it's sort of like free agency or talent acquisition, um, more than just recruiting. But you know, a quarterback has to be one. Certainly whether Martinez comes back or not, I think you you want to get somebody at that spot and you know, I, just a quick side note on, on the quarterback spot, like it feels the more I've been thinking about it, the more it feels like, man, if you're Martinez, wouldn't it wouldn't you kinda of want to maybe take a crack at it in a different system and a different yeah. supporting cast. And hey, if you're Scott Frost, don't you maybe want to see what your system can be like with a different quarterback, you know, yeah. as opposed to the way they've been together for four years. So I just kind of wonder if a change of scenery for both parties might be beneficial, even though, you know, both are kind of saying the right things about considering coming back, but quarterback has to be one, I think offensive line, especially an your offensive line spot would be one. Uh, I think you could make the argument for an, a tackle as well, but they could shore up that position on the outside. Uh, you know, you look at the secondary and, and the players that they're going to be losing. I mean, you're, they're, they're almost certainly going to be losing uh, three of their starters, both safeties and, and Cam Taylor Britt, who accepted the invite to the Senior Bowl. Uh, you, you probably want another piece there that's uh, sort of a veteran presence. And I think running back, too, when you think about Savion Morrison transferring, when you think about some of the issues, whether it's injury or off-the-field stuff with some of the other guys, uh, that's probably a spot you want to find another body um, as well. And it's an interesting approach, right, because you know, you're, 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 the way that you scout these guys is different than you would out of high school, Sometimes it's revisiting relationships that maybe they started in high school. Sometimes it's a totally different scouting process where they followed what they did at, at the school that they're at now. But it'll be really interesting to to see kind of how that goes because I think I'm, I'm confident in saying a month from now, Nebraska is probably going to have some commits. Um, or, or new players on the roster that we don't even know who they are right now because it's just, it, it hasn't, they haven't transferred. And so yeah. I think it's going to be really a uh, fast moving, frenzied sort of December. He's
0: Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold uh, joins <clears throat> us every Friday on the show. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go in the direction of the offense. Frost has mentioned a couple of different times that he kind of likes what they're doing now and they move the ball fairly well between the twenties. I mean, the uh, second ranked offense, I believe in the big 10, they can't score in the red zone. Uh, So, you know, if it's not Adrian, how drastically different does the offense look in your mind next year?
1: I mean, that's a great question. I, I, because you have to wonder how much of what Nebraska does is scheme, and how much of it is based on the skill set of Adrian Martinez. So, in other words, if it were Logan Smothers all year, or if it were Heinrich Harburg all year, um, you know, would Nebraska, for example, be running the option like they did? Is that a wrinkle that they would do, or would they go to something that's maybe more um, fitting, befitting of whatever skill set the other quarterback is? And so, I think that's one of the one of the interesting pieces to me. Um, You know, because you look at what Frost has done with quarterbacks in his career at Oregon, there was a lot of success at UCF with McKenzie Milton, a lot of success. And so I I think it would almost feel like an opportunity lost if Scott Frost goes five years at Nebraska. um, It doesn't work out. And the only quarterback that you have to evaluate his time in Lincoln was Adrian Martinez. And that's not to take anything away from Adrian or what he can do, but it just feels like, man, it feels like an incomplete evaluation if you don't see what somebody else could do if they had an off season to preparation, if they were groomed in the way that Adrian Martinez was groomed. So I think that's one of the great questions of the off season is how different uh, will the offense look again, not just because of whoever the next quarterback is, but also with the new offensive coordinator and how how much of a departure from the current offense uh, will it will it be? Um, is is it an overhaul? Is it a tweak here or there? Does Frost go with somebody like Mark Helfrich, who he is you know intimately acquainted with in terms of offense, or does he go a totally different direction? So I think a ton of question marks up in the air. And again, you have to factor in too. Martinez may not even make his decision on whether or not to come back until you see who that next offensive coordinator is. So lots of dominoes to fall here in the near future.
0: Well, uh, that's the interesting part here is where do they go offensively? Frost has mentioned that he's been blown away by the interest in these coaching positions. Nebraska has four of them to fill, and you obviously hire the offensive coordinator first and let him at least help in picking the rest of the staff. Uh, So what is your prediction? what, What will Nebraska's offense look like next year?
1: I mean, I, I don't think it'll be an overhaul like as, as Scott Frost has alluded to. I mean, he knows <clears throat> that offense too well. It's, it's an offense that, as you mentioned, can move the ball. It just has had struggles finishing. So, you know, I don't think you, you blow it up entirely. I think some tweaks and some some changes are the way to go. I, I, You know, if I were to offer names, it would be pure guesswork at this point. But what's interesting to me is what's the priority for the hire? Like, is it? is the priority experience like do you want a, a play caller who has done it at a you know at a, at a high high major high college type level do you want a guy is, is the emphasis more on the style of offense and whatever the experience is you'll figure it out like <clears throat> excuse me that's the the question to me is like what's the top priority is scott frost is sifting through these resumes through these contacts um, you know it's 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 just a really uh, it's been an interesting thing to ask him, too, I'll say, because you know, typically these decisions come after the season and we, we might not talk to the head coach for weeks and weeks. And so because the move was made with a couple of games left in the regular season, we've been able to sort of keep tabs on things and ask him about it once or twice a week. And so I think it's been interesting to sort of see almost in real time how uh, that evaluation process is going while he's juggling game prep, while he's juggling the recruiting process, uh, You know, recruiting obligations and things like that too. So I don't, again, have a have a a sense really. I don't know that there is a big board yet about who the candidates might be. But to me, the most fascinating thing is: do you value the experience, or do you value uh, more than anything else the style of offense that they're looking to bring in?
0: Well, probably have to wait until the bowl season is complete, or at least close to that, uh, to find out what the new staff will look like and what the new offense might look like. Uh, We know Nebraska is facing a great defense, the number one total defense in the country uh, a Wisconsin team that has won six straight but they didn't start off very well uh, uh losing that game to Penn State 16 to 10 to start the season uh they lost to uh, Notre Dame in an ugly game especially in the fourth quarter 41 to 13 Michigan handled them 38 to 17 and then something changed in your mind what has it been that has changed for Wisconsin to realize six straight
1: well, part of it is the opponents have gotten considerably easier. I mean, they're rolling over Rutgers and Northwestern and, and teams that they clearly are superior uh, over. So I think that's part of it. I think part of it's the emergence of Braylon Allen, a 17-year-old running back who looks like a little like Jonathan Taylor in terms of his physique. He's big. <clears throat> He's about 240 pounds. Uh, I mean, you watch some of his highlights. The guys don't want to take him down. And I think the offense is sort of, found its rhythm a little bit. I mean, the, the Graham Mertz experiment in terms of the guy who can air it out and, and open things up, I think has calmed down a bit. I mean, Wisconsin hasn't, I think, thrown more than 23 passes in during their six game winning streak. So they don't, they're, they're they they do not want to, um, you know, overexpose themselves in terms of risk with, with interceptions or turnovers with Mertz. They use him as sort of a change of pace guy with, Play action and over the top stuff, but they 're doing what wisconsin 's always done I think they 've settled back into being that team that holds the ball that 's content with those you know three four yard body blows time after time until they break one and so you know that's that 's sort of what they are on offense they 're not going to be a world beater but they're you know tough as nails up front so that 's the challenge for Nebraska is can you can you be okay with that can you kind of dive into the trenches with them because I think we 've seen. At times this year, Nebraska's played opponents like Oklahoma, like um, Ohio State, that have had some success running the ball on them, but they, they get too impatient. They go away from it. They want to be passing teams. They want to open it up. Wisconsin is not that way. Wisconsin is, is like Minnesota. I mean, they prefer to run the ball. If they're getting three or four yards, they're not going to go away from that. So Nebraska needs to be able to hang tough with that. Uh, if they can, then you know they. I think they have the offense, so they have the ability to maybe break a, a big play or two and keep – in this thing if they don't then these games are probably going to look like they did in you know 2017 and in 2019 where wisconsin's going to chew up a lot of clock and once they get ahead uh they're really hard to come back on because of their style of play so i think that's sort of the you got to stay close if you're nebraska you can't uh you know you can't get discouraged by their style of offense and you know again i think nebraska's been really good at, at Big plays, and I think you're gonna need a couple if you're the Huskers to hang in this one again against the Badgers.
0: Uh two thirty game ABC, Wisconsin, a nine point favorite. Nebraska hasn't beaten Wisconsin since 2012. What do you think hmm. tomorrow?
1: Yeah, remarkable. Uh you know, it's it's an opportunity, right? Like Nebraska really doesn't have much to lose. Scott Frost is back for year five. The bowl question has been answered. So it's sort of if they lose, it's expected. If they win, It's it's unquestionably the biggest win in the Scott Frost tenure in terms of the quality of opponent that they would beat. So you know I think it's an all upside sort of deal unless the wheels totally come off. I think Wisconsin gets it done in the thirty one to twenty sort of range. I think they cover just barely. Um, But again, I think Nebraska hangs tough the way they have all year with good opponents. Um, it's just going to come down to in their front seven match what Wisconsin wants to do on offense and I think they'll be able to do it for a while but maybe not quite to the point that the Badgers uh, have been able to show that they can do so far.
0: Hey Evan, thanks for the time. Great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Hey thanks, we'll see you.
0: There you go Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald our weekly conversation. Let's get the break come back with the pregame with Rico and Nick. It's on the way next. You're listening to Tom and Bach Watch live on Facebook YouTube or Twitch